Welcome to the Locked On Islanders Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. Everybody and welcome to the Monday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad you could join us today as we break down all things New York Islanders. Don't forget today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com and use the promo code Locked On and you will get 20% off of your next order. Tough night for the Islanders on Sunday. They fall to the New Jersey Devils at the Rock in Newark. By a final score of two to nothing, and some definite issues that popped up in this game will break it all down for you, including a key injury, uh, some issues with the goaltending, and uh, Ilya Sorokin got his first expected start, and basically the offense in general continuing to struggle for the New York Islanders. We have to figure all of this out as the team attempts to move forward. Frustrating loss overall for the Islanders. If there's something Islanders-related that's on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, a topic that you'd like us to discuss, feel free to send us an email. The address is LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your name and where you're from, we're more than happy to mention you on the air when we discuss your question, topic, or comment. You could also follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, NYRVSNYI. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings. The biggest takeaway from this 2 0 loss at Newark, New Jersey on Sunday night, in my mind, has to be the fact that once again, the New York Islanders offense struggled. And yeah, they got 28 shots on goal overall, but too many of them, uh, especially in the third period, were not quality opportunities. And as a result, you know, the Devils who were playing essentially their backup goalie in Scott Wedgwood, he ends up with the 28-save shutout. And the Islanders... It just didn't seem that they were crisp in this game. And yeah, I'm sure the ice had something to do with it. That puck was bouncing like it was a red rubber ball rather than, uh, you know, a puck. And the ice quality was really not looking good uh, in Newark on Sunday night. But that is the same for both teams. And at the end of the day, the Islanders offense just does not find a way to get the job done. 
Now, Michael Dalcol, he was activated from the injured reserve, made his first appearance in the lineup this season, essentially replacing Kiefer Bellows on the third line with Ross Johnston in between uh, Jean-Gabriel Pajot. And unfortunately, you know, Dalcol did not manage any shots on goal in this game. And overall, you know, he gave effort, no question about that, but the rust, I think, overall kind of showed for uh, Michael Dalcole, and he really wasn't a major factor. No hits, no block shots, uh, no shots on goal. It, It was like he was there, but he really wasn't there, and that certainly was a little bit frustrating Uh, for the Islanders. The bigger issue, however, for the Isles in this game, Anthony Bevilier leaving the game in the second period with an injury, only played seven minutes and 16 seconds. We will wait to get a full update on Bo, but, you know, here's an Islanders team that is struggling to put the puck in the net. Here we are five games into the season. They've already been shut out twice and scored one goal in one of their victories, one nothing win, uh, and realistically can't afford to lose Anthony Bevilier for an extended period of time. So, you know, a, a, a difficult situation when you lose Bo under those circumstances. The other thing that was uh, difficult to watch was the power play. Now, the Islanders only had two power play chances in this game. And on the first one, they did an excellent job. Six shots on goal in the power play. The puck movement was there. I think Noah Dobson did an excellent job of moving the puck around and quarterbacking that first power play. But despite the six shots, they weren't able to get any of them past Uh, the goaltender, and get that first goal, but the second power play, no shots on goal, complete disorganization. The Devils probably had better scoring chances than the Islanders did on the Islanders' man advantage, and it just looked disorganized. It really didn't look cohesive. There was no good puck movement. They couldn't get the puck out of the zone. They turned it over, and the the movement of the puck, the movement without the puck, neither one of them were there on that power play chance. And when you break it all down, you know, you need more from your special teams than what the Islanders got in this contest. And when you're not getting a lot of power play chances, and we all know last season, for example, the Islanders were among the least... Uh, you know, the lowest amount of power play chances in the league, you got to take advantage of them when you get them. So mixed bag, the first power play, they did pretty much everything but score. And on the second power play opportunity, especially this, you're down two nothing. It's in the third period late. You've got to take advantage. You've got to get out there and it's desperation mode. But instead of that desperation leading to opportunities, it sort of led to a breakdown where they just either were trying too hard or pushing too hard and couldn't get out of their own way. All right, we've got a lot more to talk about. We've got to discuss Ilya Sorokin's goaltending. 
the good and the bad, and what it means for the Islanders going forward. We have our Islanders' birthday of the day, and a whole lot more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. All right, Islander fans, we now know who's in the Super Bowl, and it's time to place a bet on the biggest betting event of the year. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. There are a lot of options when it comes to betting on the Super Bowl. You could pick the winner, bet on who the MVP is going to be, who's going to score the first touchdown, who's going to win the coin flip. The options are endless, and there's only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust, and that's betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code Locked On for your 50% welcome bonus. That means if you deposit $100, they'll give you $50 free added to your account. With the Super Bowl coming up, you can bet on that. You got the NBA, and of course, Islander fans, use your knowledge of the Islanders and the NHL to make big money. Don't forget, use that promo code Locked On and receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Islander fans, get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get podcasts. All right, Ilya Sorokin in this game, a mixed bag. And you you break it down statistically, and it doesn't look like Sorokin had a very bad game. And you know what? He wasn't terrible. He faced 24 shots, made 22 saves. Uh, You know, you give up two goals every game, you got a pretty good chance of winning. But now that he's played two games, here's the good part. He certainly looked a little more comfortable in net during his second start, and this is really the first start that Sorokin really knew he was going to play, you know, more than 10 minutes before the opening face-off, which is what happened to him uh, in his first game of the season. But at the same time, one big issue that I have, first of all, he still doesn't look confident in the net, and maybe this is part of the adjustment period uh, the adjustment between the wider rinks that he's used to in the KHL and international play versus the NHL goal and, and the ice surface, which is more narrow. That is part of it. No question. He is still making that adjustment. The other issue, though, that I think has haunted him, and it really was a factor in this game, was rebound control. And that second goal, which came with one minute left in the opening period by Pavel Zaka, that was a rebound. And it was a a, a fat rebound that he gave up. And the result is a 2-0 game after one period rather than a 1-0 game. And so often you've heard, you know, it's not just when, you know, how many goals you get, but sometimes when you get them really matters. And getting that goal to go up by two in the final minute of the period was a bit of a demoralizing factor, I think, for this New York Islanders team. And he gave up a few other quality 
chances on the rebound on the Hughes goal, which was a power play goal. Uh, you know, I don't think he adjusted well to the angle, and Hughes took that shot from pretty deep, you know, behind the faceoff circle. That's one that you expect the goalie to stop, and he just couldn't get it done. And a, a pretty goal for Jack Hughes, but look, two goals in two minutes, and with a team like the Islanders that often struggles to score, you give up a goal like that, and it really can be uh, an issue. So now the Islanders have a little bit of a dilemma. Ilya Sorokin is struggling a little bit right now, and you have this problem. Varlamov is red hot given up one goal in three games, two shutouts in three games. You want to play Varley because you want to win, and in a 56-game season, you can't afford to fall too far behind. And every game is a division game, so yeah, that's important and big. But if you don't play Sorokin, he doesn't develop, he doesn't learn, he doesn't grow, and in the future you know, you've got an issue because your big star goalie who you brought over from Russia won't be sharp, won't be ready, won't get better, and won't get more opportunities. It's a real dilemma for Barry Trotz and for the New York Islanders coaching staff. And I think in the long run, you still have to send Sorokin out there for at least, I would say, one out of every three games right now. Work him hard in practice. Let him get, you know, one out of every three or two out of every five starts. And I expect, uh, it's way too soon to panic over Ilya Sorokin. He is not uh, playing poorly by any means, but there are things he needs to work on. And the only way he's going to be able to work on them is, is to play in game situations. There is no substitute for game action as far as a goalie is concerned. Practice can come close, scrimmages are a little closer, but it's not the same as a game. So, you know, Barry Trotz has to walk that line. You can't afford to let him struggle for too long. Maybe once the AHL season starts, if he doesn't start to be more comfortable and more confident and improve, Maybe you have to send him down, but it's way too soon to do that, way too soon to even think about that, and it's just something you got to sort of put in the back of your mind. You've got Corey Schneider as insurance. That is, you know, a reliable alternative, but the Islanders need to see a little bit better performance from Ilya Sorokin moving forward uh, because they can't afford to lose ground while he learns on the job. It is a tough decision for Trotz and Lula Amarillo, but again, far too soon to declare this is a problem, but it is something you got to keep an eye on, and it, it's just fundamentals. I think the angle situation is really an issue for him. How How deep can he go in his net? How far out can he come to cut down the angle. These are all things that he has to adjust to at the NHL level. I, I think you stick with him right now. I think he is the future of this team. But I also think right now you ride the hot hand, and that's Simeon Varlamov, at least two out of every three starts 
uh, over the short term, especially when he's playing lights out the way he is. All right, we've got more to discuss on the show. We'll come back. We'll have our Islanders birthday of the day and a lot more to talk about. Stay with us. More to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Islander fans, if you're like me, you've tried a lot of protein bars, but the taste is always funny and the consistency isn't just right. Well, that problem is solved by Built Bar. It's the best tasting protein bar ever. It comes in 18 amazing flavors, both with nuts and nut free. All the bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They are soft and easy to chew. And listen to some of these great flavors salted caramel, toffee almond, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond, cookies and cream, apple almond crisp, and caramel brownie. You can't go wrong with any of them. And these bars are all low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber, and they're great for the keto diet. Let's talk about the coconut almond flavor. 18 grams of protein in every bar, 180 calories, only 5 grams of sugar, and 5 grams of net carbs. Right now, go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code locked on. You'll get 20% off your next order. That's the promo code locked on for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, time for our Islanders' birthday of the day. And it's a happy 57th birthday to former Islanders center Bob Sweeney, the six foot three, 200 pound native of Boxborough, Massachusetts. Originally drafted by his hometown Bruins in the sixth round of the 1982 draft, spent four years at Boston College before joining the Bruins, then played for the Sabres before coming over to the Islanders during the 1995-96 season. Uh, Sweeney more of a defensive center. He could check, he could kill penalties, and he had good size, but he did have some good offensive performances as well. We're going to look back at one of his better games with the Isles, October 31st, 1995. That's Halloween night at the Miami Arena. Islanders taking on the Florida Panthers. Tommy Salo in the nets for the Islanders against Mark Fitzpatrick, the former goaltender for the New York Islanders. Islanders got on the board first. Brian McCabe, an unassisted goal, his first of the year at 432, but that was short-lived. Less than four minutes later, the Islanders were short-handed, and Gord Murphy gets a power play goal from Johan Garpenlov at 839, and it's a 1-1 game. But the Islanders go back on the power play. Rhett Warner was off for obstruction hooking, and Ziggy Palfi scores his fourth from Travis Green and Matthew Schneider. After 20 minutes, it's 2-1 Islanders. Jeff Smith scores in the second period to tie it for Florida. His first from Bill Lindsay and Scott Mellenby, but the Islanders' power play strikes again. Tom Fitzgerald in the box. And Alexander Simak gets a power play goal, his third from Captain Kirk Muller and Scott Lachance at 7-11, and the Islanders had regained a 3-2 lead. Bob Sweeney, our Islanders' birthday of the day, gets another goal late in the second period, his first of the year, Marty McGinnis and Dan Plant with the assists, and after two periods, the Islanders led 4-2, but... Two goals by Jason Woolley in the third, one at 57 seconds and one with 2.01 left in regulation, ties the game at four. It goes to overtime, 
And with one minute and four seconds left in the extra session, Bob Sweeney gets his second of the game. Kirk Muller and Dennis Vasky with the helpers. The Islanders skate away with a 5-4 to four overtime win over the Florida Panthers. The game-winning goal and a two-goal performance by Bob Sweeney in this one. And yes, those two goals came on two shots. Ziggy Palfi leading the Islanders with five shots on goal in this one. Kirk Muller had two assists and a big win for the Islanders and a big offensive game for our Islanders' birthday of the day. Happy 57th birthday to Bob Sweeney, and we wish him many, many happy more. I have one other thought before we uh, sign off on this show. Uh, the Islanders, yeah, I'm glad they got Michael Dal Cole back in the lineup. Not a bad move. Yes, he wasn't extremely effective in this game, but uh, give him time. He's got to play himself back into shape. But I still would like to see Oliver Wallstrom get a chance on this team. Wallstrom has good size, 6'2", 205. He has offensive talent. And I think the only way you're going to get him to develop is to put him on the ice. And whether that means sitting Ross Johnston or Michael Dalcol or alternating him with Kiefer Bellows or whatever the case may be, and, and, and perhaps if Bavillier is injured for an extended amount of time, you have another opening that is in the top six forwards. Maybe that would be a good spot for Wallstrom as well, but... We have to see, you know, what the result is as far as the injury to Bo is concerned. But at the end of the day, the Islanders have young talent in Bellows and Wallstrom. Bellows has gotten a chance. He's had to play bottom six minutes, and he has adjusted his game accordingly. I would like to see Wallstrom at least get a chance to be out there on the ice, play a few games, and see what he can do. He has the talent. He's only 20 years old. I think if you give him a chance that it will pay off for the New York Islanders. I know Barry Trotz prefers to go with the veterans that he trusts and knows well, but this team needs a boost offensively, and Oliver Wallstrom certainly has the talent and the ability to give the Islanders that boost and they really should take advantage of it and get Wallstrom into the lineup. I, I would hope in one of these upcoming games against the Washington Capitals. We will be back, by the way, tomorrow. We will have a full preview of the Islanders' uh, first game of their two upcoming games against the Capitals. Uh, that first game Tuesday, second game Thursday now. Don't forget, the Capitals are without Alex Ovechkin and three other big players because they are on the COVID reserve list as a result of some violations. So we will have a full preview of that game, what to expect from the Capitals and how those absences will help the New York Islanders. We'll update you on Anthony Bavillier's injury situation and anything else that happens around the New York Islanders. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.